All right. Good afternoon and welcome to the Across Line Podcast. My name is Liam. I'm David. And today we'll be going over the new uniform changes, you know, with the – you guys restart that. I didn't like the way I started that. Jump on my words a little bit. Do I sound good? Yeah. All right, good. Good afternoon and welcome to the Across Line Podcast. My name is Liam. My name is David. And today we'll be going over the new alternate and throwback uniform teams the NFL have released so far this year and different storylines heading into the 2023 NFL season. Yes, sir. All righty. Let's get her started. What's the first uniform we're going to go over? Uh, the Arizona Cardinals overall. The brand new jerseys, they released three different designs, a home and a wet and an alternate. I feel like the black one is very similar to Ohio State. Yeah. Kind of one of the first few things I noticed. Mm-hmm. So but some, of the, some of the coolest things about the jersey, uh, it says protect the nest inside the collar, which is pretty cool. Um, it has cardinals written on the sleeve to pay homage to uh, the past uniforms. The white helmet isn't just white, it has silver sparkles in it. Uh, the cardinals said the logo on the helmet is more 3D looking, which I couldn't really notice until looking close to it. Uh, the face mask is silver. Kind of hoping, you know, for a yellow or a red one this year, but can't ask for too much. Mm-hmm. All the black colors have red sparkles on them with the black face mask. What are mm-hmm. your, like, first thoughts of this jersey? These I hated the original Cardinals uniforms, so anything so, would have been so better. Did I. Yeah, those are those are awful. These are not much better, but it's a step above. They're a mix like. between, like, I would say Utah and Ohio State. I agree. Is, is what they look like. The black, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just kind of funny. I like the white ones. Those are my favorite. Yeah, those are clean. Uh, the thing is, they, to... ne- they never had a true white uniform because the white uniforms had red on them. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad we're like getting it. away from uh, the idea of the shoulder panels. Sorry, yeah, the I... side panels. Those are, those I... are stupid. Those are mid-2000-ish, which were style for a while, but it's kind of just grown out. Only a few teams have those anymore. Just... I'm glad to see they're going away. Uh, moving on to the uh, Lions alternate helmet, you know, kind of a throwback alternate kind of look to it. If you kind of want to explain more about this. Yeah, it's got the retro logo to it. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. kind of hard for us to visually portray it to you on Spotify, yeah. but I I don't mind it. It's I, I think they should have added maybe like a matching uniform to it, but mm-hmm. it's got gray. It's a gray fast mat, face mask. I like the matte blue. So, yeah. Yeah, these will be worn uh, Monday Night Football against the Raiders and Week 18 against the Vikings. Mm. So you get to see these twice a year, which is nice. I Overall, I like the color of the helmet. I am not a fan of the logo. If they would have <laughs> done the current logo, it would have been my favorite helmet in the NFL. But mm. nah, the logo, it's grown on me a little bit, but I still don't like the logo. It looks like a, a Sarv lion, honestly. Um, the Browns have released a new white helmet as well. Uh, they originally wore white helmets from in the late 40s, early 50s. So, cool to see them go back to that. They Absolutely. pretty much just swapped the orange and the white. You know, these yeah. normal helmets, they have a white stripe in the middle. Now it's orange. and So, I kind of noticed that. They're wearing these three times this year. 
week two against the Pittsburgh Steelers, week six against the San Francisco 49ers, and week 17 against the New York Jets. Uh, these like are it. some of the cleanest helmets in the league, too. I like it. There wasn't Teams. really a bad helmet release. No, it's just going back to it's 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 cool seeing white um a team with orange and team with orange go to white helmets, you know. You know, David. I knew that was coming. <laughs> Alrighty. Moving on to the uh, Seattle Seahawks throwbacks, you know, the Steve Largent days. Yeah. I love these personally. And you know, they kind of toyed with it. They got the like whole nineties theme to the Twitter and the website. Love it. I I, I love what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Sucks that it's only being worn once, though. But you know, I know. No, I, I feel like one of the cooler parts is that the inside has the kingdom patch of the kingdom, which is pretty yeah. cool. Uh, I just, well, I love this jersey. It's it's clean. I was hoping, I was hoping, you know, one day they go back to this look because it's a lot better than our current one, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Just. These juries are associated with losing, I feel like. They, they suck yeah. at times. Yeah, I definitely agree. So that's why teams kind of need to balance it. And that's the same thing with the the Bucks creamsicles, which will kind of transition. You like yeah. the transition there? <laughs> no. But, yeah, late 70s, you know, the Bucks jerseys, the creamsicles were my favorite shoe. They, they were a lot. absolutely terrible oh, when yeah. they wore these, but one of the best, one of the best in the business. So what, know, what is with people wearing, like, Amazing jerseys, but they're just terrible in them. I don't know. It's a very common theme. Bears, the Buccaneers. I mean, you know. there were some. There were some years the Eagles were terrible in the Kelly Greens, and in the seventies we were absolutely terrible. Yeah, so, it's just... yeah. I, I... We'll we'll move on from that. But the cream school uniforms, it's got that pirate with the sword. Mm-hmm. Bruce, I think is his name. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, it's really cool to see it. I, I think they're being worn once. Yeah, week six against the Lions. Dang. But, well, the yeah. Seahawks were wearing their jerseys week eight against the Browns. Right yeah. Mm. But, yeah, uh, moving on, another throwback. The Vikings. Vikings. Yeah, bringing it back. So, kind of what the Browns are doing, bringing it back to their glory days when they were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, these are darker purple than usually which I think is a lot better. I don't, I don't yeah. kind of like the lighter purple. I don't think it looks that good. No. I like the yellow outlining in the jersey and the numbers and stuff with the old, with the different style numbering. My one knock on this, though, I feel like they should have done, like, the shiny helmets. Yes. Not yeah, the matte helmets. Agree. No. Matte helmets, I don't know, just don't look as good. No. But, oh, yeah, I these mean, are being week one, week one. It. A lot more yellow on these jerseys than they currently use, which is kind of nice because it's not a terrible color to have. No, I'm I'm a fan of it. So, oh, all so right, the, the it this is supposedly what's going to happen. Uh, but the Titans Oilers throwbacks pays homage to the Warren Moon days. You know, yep. and the inside, you know, powder blue. With the red on it, I might actually consider buying a jersey of this one if it goes. This is be nice. I hope they wear this more than once. Yeah, I, I, I hope they go. I hope they go to this color scheme just because, like, I think the Titans uniforms are not that good. No, I honestly wouldn't be opposed to them going back to you know the Tennessee earlier days when they first moved to Tennessee. 
Yeah, it's, and like it's a lot better than Titans. I feel like I, think, I forgot who said it. I hope they wear it when they play in. I think they play in. Um, oh, they play there every year, but they should wear it when they. They should wear it every time they go to Houston. Houston. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's but. yeah. I hate people say, "Oh, Houston." Oh no, they did not. It's not their franchise. It's the Titans franchise. Yeah, it's you can't you know act like their history is not part of the Titans' history. It's not fair <laughs> yeah. to them. No, that's true. I'm just trying to think of a guy I could buy. Derrick Henry, Will, should I get a Will Levis Oilers jersey? <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins? D-Hop, yeah, that's pretty clean. So, Kevin Byard? I, I think this has got – this is probably one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Other than the Seahawks. I just – it's such an iconic uniform. Like, I just mm-hmm. – so, it sucks that they, that they went away from it. Obviously, you know, moving towns. But, yeah. With that, we'll move on to the Colts – um, city uniforms. You want to kind of describe this one? So these are like a heather blue kind of look to it. It's super hard to explain. It looks more it. like Duke's uniform, is what I'll say. I I do like these ones. I yeah. like the blue jerseys. The, the black, black helmet's clean. Nice. Oh, I love that. The stripe in the middle, and I don't know. It's just another good look. I don't yeah. people have been disliking and stuff, but I do not like the stripes on the top of the jerseys though. Without that, I would love these. Hmm. Okay. They just do not look that good. These helmets, though, are they, – they accent each other pretty well. Yeah, and, like, the Colts have always worn white helmets, like, even, like, way back then. They wore but, blue helmets for a little bit, period of time. Yeah, I mean, not – Back in no. Baltimore. But, no, they were primarily – when they were in Baltimore, they were primarily white helmets. But I just – I think mixing it up isn't a bad idea. But yeah, it's it looks it looks pretty clean. I hope this is a night game. Oh yeah, week seven against the Browns. Yeah, and we can kind of throw this in the same category. The Eagles, Kelly Green, again, kind of a leak. This is the one that hasn't been. I think this is all the uh, other than the Oilers, which is coming out this weekend. This one hasn't been released yet, so it's it's kind of interesting. There's actually a couple more that haven't been released either. Oh, really? Okay. Been rumored. Yeah, coming up Oh, soon. yeah, the Jets. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I and the Broncos. Yeah, but, I mean, there has been an official photo of the helmet that's been released, and then kind of similar to the Oilers one, there's been, like, certain shops which carry these which haven't – which aren't really, like, official-looking, but they're still being mm-hmm. Nike. So I hope they drop at the same time so I could buy Oilers and a – Eagles Kelly Green jersey. So, can you explain yeah. the history of the Eagles, kind of Kelly Green, and you know why they moved from it, kind of that stuff? Because I don't know yeah, so about it. it. Kelly Green was the official color of the Eagles from 1933 to I think it was the 1995, 19- right? The the late no the late 70s. The Eagles for a brief time the Ron Jaworski Harold Carmichael era. If you look it up. The the t- the year they made the Super Bowl with the against the Raiders, they wore kind of more of a midnight green with silver <clears throat> on it. Okay, because they wanted to kind of get past the horrible ten years that ensued before Dick Vermeil came, just to kind of switch it up. And like, if you look at the difference between, like, I think it was the 2010 Kelly Green throwback game with like Michael Vick and all that, mm-hmm. that that Kelly Green is completely different than the, the ones we're throwing it back to this year. So the ones that were we, I say we like I'm part of the team, but the Eagles are throwing back or 
doing a throwback of the 80s, the late 80s to late 90s, Kelly Green. It's considered the um, – shoot, what's his – I'm forgetting his name. Randall Cunningham era. Okay. So it's it, – that one actually did have an eagle on the side, the, you know, the, the bird. It, it looks – it mm-hmm. looks like a 90s uniform to me, which I like. So they're bringing that back. The Eagles, like the logo looks more like the 70s to me. Like the on the helmet, the one that says Eagles on it, like yeah. that more to me like the '70s logo before they kept like at, and if you look, it's kind of more like an olive green what we had. If you look up like Eagles 1981 uniform, I'll look it up right now. Like look it up, and it's the first photo of, like Ron Jaworski in the Super Bowl. Like that that to me looks more like an olive color. I don't, I don't know if you saw it or not. I'm looking right now. Yeah, I see it. That, like that, that's a little different. That that looks more like our modern uniforms. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand why we went, and the reason why we got rid of the Kelly Greens, the new owner, Jeffrey Lurie, he took a hold of the team '94. I think it was 2002, or like 2000. His wife just randomly went off season and said she didn't like the Kelly Greens how they looked. So the next year, Eagles rolled out with the midnight green. So. To much displeasure of the fans. So there's been a growing movement to bring them back. You know, they they wanted to they wanted to bring them back as soon as they could, but Nike didn't have that color in the palette because it's not used by any other team in sports. Mm-hmm. So that I feel like that's what kind of just makes it unique. So I mean we'll see. It it, it will be interesting. But as an outsider, I hope they make this their permanent look again. This oh, is I, I the best look in sports. I, I 100% agree. I am not a – okay, I, I, don't, I don't hate it. But the, you know me this past season. I just got sick and tired of the green jerseys, white pants. I really got all of that. Like, yeah, I, just, I know. I, I know. It, it, it just doesn't look as – we could do we could do better is what I have to say. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. So where did this show up on – So, the so okay. The Broncos released a video a couple of days ago, a week or two ago even – and then it showed a white helmet. The bottom of it showed a white helmet, the top of a white helmet with, a, with the orange D. I'm kind of looking to see if anything, you know, any ideas. It's one of the ideas that, you know, kind of popped up. I don't know what to expect. It's kind of interesting to think. Yeah. You know, because it's going back to the John Elway days, but instead of the blue helmet, it's white. Or, sorry, orange. It's, it was orange, right? Or, yeah. So, they, they it's the, it's the like, blue. Here, I can look up the John Elway. Yeah, name. it's <laughs> – they use, that logo is used has been used before like last their year. Color, uh, their color yeah. rush jerseys. Use it for the orange jerseys is what they use that. Yeah, place. it's but a light blue. This to me could make a little bit of sense because they actually use that logo, but I I don't know. We'll see. See, that's kind of all I have on this one. I don't know. I just kind of wanted to throw it in there because it's been kind of rumored that they announced they're going to have their jersey coming out. I yeah. forgot what day. I think it's the twenty fifth of July. For who? The Broncos. Yeah, I, I I haven't really kept. I didn't know this was a thing. Truthfully, so this. I was putting this together yesterday. I looked at it. And saw yeah, it. yeah, it's cool. I know for a fact. Also, when we look at uniform re, um, overhauls. Broncos. The, I have read that the Texans and the Lions are potentially getting uniform overhauls going into next year. Good. So I. And, like, they said the Lions would be, like, complete – it won't look ex- anything like what they've been wearing. Same That's with the Texans. So, it's actually cool to see. If, 
if I were the Texans, so they've been around since what, 2002, 2003? Yeah, 02. I think you should probably go away from some of the – like, I like the red helmets that they had that wore against the Eagles. I think that yeah. like, red, kind of a darker red. But I think you got to incorporate more of the Texas flag. I feel like you can kind of get creative with that. Mm-hmm. So I know that Cowboys have that star, but it's not in the color of the state flag. And then the Lions will be interesting. I hope the Eagles completely rehaul their uniforms. The new word mark has given me some hope, but, you know, we'll see. I will say the past few jersey overhauls have been pretty bad. Outside of the Bengals and, Falcons sucked. and the Browns, they have all been bad. The Falcons have been terrible. The I like the Bucks. The Bucks. Okay, the Bucks are good. Yeah, yeah. That's another one. I feel like that's what teams need to do. They need to like make the the throwbacks more modern and just have that be your style. The Reebok era was perfect. Yeah, but just make Nothing it more like you can't you can't just leave it as it is. You got to add some kind of twist to it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you, that's definitely the way to go. I hope the Eagles do it. I it's tough for like teams like the Bears, Steelers, and Packers to do that because they haven't had any yeah. other jerseys. It's it's all stuff those are iconic franchises that you know you yeah. just can't. That's it's like it's like the Yankees and the the black. I will say the black the Pittsburgh Penguins, all that you know, like this. the Blackhawks do. They haven't really changed much. Exactly. So like those teams, you can't you can't mess with it. People will get mad at you unless you just suck for a long time. I don't even like, think that it's like. Also, there has I think this is a conversation that fits this realm. Do the Commanders switch their name? I hope so. There's so much better they can do. Yeah. What? What? What's your thought? Because I had this conversation with my cousin last night. It needs to happen. You need to get away from the Dan Snyder. Any anything to do with him? Hmm. Like that is a bad time in that team's history to ha- to have him as an owner, running a team. You got to get away from that. And you can't you go back the- to the Redskins. I you can't keep the Commanders. I was. You- don't what? go back to the football team. There's better things than that, but it wasn't terrible. So, two questions. One, is there any possibility they go back to the Redskins? I just don't see it. You don't see I, it? I, I, I would be, I, it would be cool, but I just don't see it. Yeah, and I, I asked, like, I just – because I want to hear your opinion on it. Two, what was so wrong with Washington football team? Nothing, really, in my mind. It was boring, but you can do, you can do a better logo than what they had, though. I just – I don't know why they didn't just stick with that until they moved on from Dan Snyder. Like, I just – it just makes your organization look like a train wreck because you, you're going to have four different names. In the, if they do end up switching it, you're going to have four different names to an NFL team in the past five, six years. You know what I mean? Four Terry McLaurin. He'll be on his fourth NFL team pretty much. Same, same organization. Exactly. So, I mean – guys on the Redskins. He's been on the uh, football team, the commanders, whatever they change it to. I'm happy for the Commanders fans, though. Yeah. You know. I, I mean, I mean hold on. So, you want to talk about incompetent front office and team. Look at the other team that Josh Harris owns. <laughs> 76ers. Like, I mean, yes, it's better than Dan Snyder, but, jeez. I wish the Commanders best of luck because I'm not oh, – yeah. I gradually lose my love for the Sixers every single year. <laughs> I'm a Bulls fan. Yeah. <laughs> So that, that kind of – I felt like that was appropriate because, you know, getting a new name would mean obviously yeah. uniforms. I I really love their color scheme. I've always loved it. I, I love it. It's That's just coming unique. From, 
that's like I feel like the NFC East has some like all of them are different. You know what I mean? Like the Giants are more of that like brighter orange with the red and the um, white. What, Dallas what, is or- the- what orange did the Giants have? So you remember the Lawrence Taylor? It's kind of like a reddish almost. They they wore the uniforms against the Bears. Like yeah, those are look up Bears Giants and then see if you can find a picture of Enzo. If, if it'll show up, Giants. like look at the you see the end zone how it's like reddish. One second, it's it's a throwback to the um, Phil Sims Jeff Hostetler era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the legacy end zone. It's I wouldn't say orange actually. I should have said red, but like yeah, it's kind of like it's red. more of an orangish red. It's not like straight red is what I'll say. When I think orange, I think Bears Broncos like that kind of orange. Yeah. And am I wrong in saying this? Should they go back? Should the Giants go back to where they had act, the actual Giants on the helmet? Because mm. I feel like oh, the, no. the NY is kind of that, like the Pey- or not Peyton Manning, geez, Eli Manning era, that like Reebok. Do you go back and make it more modern, like your throwbacks? Those throwbacks are some of my favorites too. Absolutely. Those, if you can just make those jerseys or primary, it would look a lot better. Exactly. I I still think they should. They I think they wore those red the red jerseys like once. It those up are Giants. Red. I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> those are those are nice too. That, those are just the helmets didn't match. Like if no, had, the helmets don't match. If they had red helmets that would look sick. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, that's kind of what the Texans did this year. So um, I had I was, like, was going to add something off of that. Yeah. So you have the NFC East, like the Giants, red or kind of a brighter blue. Dallas, you kind of got that classic, like Colts, blue and white, blue and gray. Eagles with the green, and then you got the Commanders with the red. So yeah, the Mar- pretty aesthetically pleasing conference again. Yeah, I, I agree. But anyways, we'll move on. Last one we have. Do you want to kind of? Do you want to explain? I actually don't know anything about this. So I saw yesterday the New York Giants are releasing throwback jerseys. The Giants? Oh, sorry, the Jets. Thank you. Releasing throwback jerseys on the twenty fourth. They'll be they'll be called the New York Sack, Sack Exchange, which is pretty cool. Hmm. It's, it's uh I forgot what era it is. I have a picture right there on the thing. Here, um, there's a leak online. I saw the yeah. video. Them try them on. This no, there's a, nice a there's jersey. A, there's a picture. Really? Yeah, here I'll 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 share the link. It's like a yeah. of a photo shoot. So not that has to be legit if there's a photo shoot. Yeah. That's the thing that I saw it yesterday. Yeah. So I I put it on the slide that you're on. Click on it. No, it's not a Rick roll. What are your thoughts on that? I I like the the numbers look different. I, I, oh yeah, I, I think that it looks almost like Baylor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Baylor's uniform. Yeah, that, that's I'd agree with that. I like these though. These are. Oh, there's not a bad throwback in my mind. Yeah, I think other than unless the, the, you the go back, okay, those Steelers ones are pretty bad. Unless the you ba- you know those ones that the uh, uh, the Bears, wore. the Bears, uh, okay. The Bears, like one throwback, it was like 1993. Oh my gosh, that was one of the worst uniforms. The striped ones. 
the vertical strikes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know what you're talking about. Don't even take a picture. Oh, my. That is one of the worst jerseys I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think the Eagles – the thing is, it it pays homage to the – the Eagles used to be the Frankfurt Yellow Jackets, which is a nut, kind of like a sub-town in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So, they, they, they were the Frankfurt Yellow Jackets for like 10 years. They actually won an NFL championship in 1925. So, it – Pay so much to that, and like I said, like throwbacks. That's a jersey you wear like once, yeah, once, once every like fifteen to twenty years. I think a more modern version of that jersey wouldn't look that bad, no. in my opinion. So I, and the Eagles admins have been trolling the fans. I, I've been sharing it with you. They've mm-hmm. been posting like the Eagles history uniforms and like Throwback Thursday, and it's a vid- a picture of the of all the the throwbacks. It's like, come on. Like, just share it with us, please. I need it. <laughs> Said I need it. Because there's nothing going on in the NFL world right now. There really is. I got training camp coming up soon, which I'm excited for. But other than that, you have nothing. I just – yeah. Davey gets a little hung up on Twitter beef, too. We'll say that. Oh, Daniel Jones is not better than Justin Fields. Yeah. That's okay, so that kind of concludes our uniforms. Uh, I don't specifically remember what else we were going to go over. Also, we have some storylines and like different things heading into the 2023 NFL season. Hmm. And yeah, I have a couple of these lists I shared with you and stuff too. Okay. My first thing is, what do the Cardinals do at quarterback beyond this year? Okay. Do you tank for Caleb Williams and take Kyle or trade Kyler? Do you tank I, for Marvin Harrison and keep Kyler? What What is the court? What is the ideal situation? I think. Here's my thought: if I if I was a, if I was the GM for the Cardinals, it's not going to be hard to tank this year. No, you're, you're going to have like David Blau or whoever the I don't even know who the quarterback is. Is Trevor still there? No, it's they also drafted a rookie. I forgot his name. Oh, what college? Remember? I'd probably just look up Cardinals draft class. class. Clayton Tune. Clayton Tooney. That was like one of the, it was like some like NFL site that said like hot takes Clayton Tooney will win the job for this card. Dude, their QB room right now with Kyler Murray injured, Clayton Toon, Colt McCoy, David Blau, Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, I just I don't know why they wouldn't go out and get like Carson Wentz for this year. You know what I mean? Make make yourself legitimate for a year, or on a, on a one year deal. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's just that's a bad room. It might be the worst in the NFL. Yeah, and probably one of the worst offensive lines. Their defensive line, trash now. They Their lost. receiver room is pretty bad. Eh, okay, so they, they still have Marquise Brown and Rondell Moore. It could be a lot worse. Oh, 100%. If, it, okay, if they didn't trade for Marquise Brown, I'd say, yeah, that room is absolutely terrible. But at least you it, have it a guy. It rivals the Bears from last year, though. I just Honestly. I think a guy like Marquise Brown is a guy who can get you a thousand yards. Oh yeah. He has in the past. And like Rondell Moore is a wide receiver three, in my opinion, but he's gonna be wide receiver two. So but I mean, okay. So they have the Texans pick and then they have their own pick. Maybe the Texans don't make, make the playoffs. That is a top fifteen pick anyways, guaranteed. Do they suck this year with CJ Stroud at quarterback? I don't know. But you give Davis Mills any time in the regular season if you're Houston. No, I think no. I think what 
they should have done, and I still will stick to it. They should have drafted just Will Anderson, and they should have stuck with Davis Mills one more year. Yes, yes. Because, I mean, I feel like you're going to rush C.J. Stroud. Now, who's to say they even get Caleb Williams next year or Drake May or a guy at C.J. Stroud's caliber? It's hard to find an elite quarterback in the draft. And I think next year's draft class for QB-wise is better than this year's. Because you have Caleb Williams, Drake May, Quinn Ewers, you know, potential to have JJ McCarthy pop off this year. I think I think it's about even. I just think Bryce Young and CJ Stroud was a good combo. And then you have Anthony Richardson, who believe, I, I I'm not high on him. Levis is not a bad quarter. He could be a starter. Levis mm-hmm. and Richardson will be starters. And then you have I'm trying to think of like any other guys that got picked in a meaningful spot? You got you have you have two potential superstars, and then you have two starters. And you have Tyson Bajan. Yeah, funny. <laughs> so that that in itself is not a bad draft class. I think Ow. last year's quarterback class is probably the worst we've seen in years. Since twenty nineteen. Yeah, that's true. But I think even like there wasn't really a hype out of this. This last year's 2022, like 2019, you had wasn't that uh, Mayfield? No, there's Kyler Murray and uh, Daniel Jones. At least you had a guy going number one. You know, like it. it took yeah. it, there was yeah, only yeah. one quarterback taken in the first round, but we'll we'll kind of stay on track here. I I don't think the Cardinals should take a guy like Marvin Harrison. No, I I, I think they should get a quarterback, get an offensive lineman, like keep building that offensive line. Like it's. They have so many other holes in their roster. Like their defense is terrible. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if they traded Buda Baker either. Neither would I. He requests a trade. It's. It makes sense. Another guy looked to trade Isaiah Simmons. He is still a very serviceable linebacker in the NFL. Yeah. Get him to a system that will use him correctly. Yeah, and I. Jonathan Gannon. You know, I, he doesn't really develop any players. Because, you know, the system is just so basic. But, anyways, move on. The, Ky- the Kyler Murray trade, I think the best trade partner would probably be Washington. Mm, I'd agree. I think they've been desperate for a quarterback for years. I would have said the Colts up until they drafted Anthony Richardson. I have a, have a sleeper team. Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots could trade for him. I just think. Unless Bill Belichick leaves and you have a new coach coming in, I just don't. I don't see that happening with Bill Belichick at, at the helm. Because you yeah. still, I think this is a make or break year for a lot of the quarterbacks. You got Trey Lance. Believe it or not, Justin Fields. Is a, I, I I'd agree with that. Really big year he for need, him. He needs to prove he can pass in NFL. Because technically, he's gonna be a good player. Yeah, but and that's. I'm just saying it's a fact. I mean, every year is a proving oh, year okay. in the NFL as a quarterback. But I'm saying this it's is the year for those guys that. They could get contracts at the end of this year. Yeah, fifth-year options will get picked up or declined. So it's it, it will be an interesting thing. I don't think – I think the – I think the I could see the commanders rolling out week one with Jacoby Brissett. Do the Falcons make a move for him, for who? Kyler Murray? The Falcons. No, nah, I think if they really wanted a quarterback, they could have gotten Lamar. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think they're set on Desmond Ritter. I think they I think they want to see what he's got. I think they want to see what he's got this year because I think if they suck, I think they could be a team that tries to get up and get a guy like Drake May or Ewers. Because I mean look at their offense. Jeez. 
they've invested so much into the skill position in that offense. It's insane. Mm-hmm. So, personally, I I thought they would have gone after Lamar because they were actually really close to getting Deshaun Watson. So yeah. It'll be interesting. But, yeah, I think Marvin Harrison, they should not take a guy like Marvin Harrison. I think Marquise Brown, like, if they didn't have a guy like Marquise Brown, I'd say, yeah, maybe. But You know, that second first rounder, you can take another O-House or you see, you know, Emeka Nuka, who has been, you know, compared to Jamar Chase, kind of, which is very interesting. I just – what they have so much holes in the roster. Oh, yeah. I, it's... I, I don't think, like, you could maybe say, oh, well, what if the Bengals didn't do that? with Jamar Chase. I think they already had Joe Burrow in the league for a year. They had some other guys on their team and they invest in their offensive line the year after that. So it, it'll be interesting to see, but yeah. All right. Next talking point. Uh, what should the 49ers do to Trey Lance? This is a lot of QB stuff this year, especially with, like you said, the 2021 class, you know, can get, be, receive extensions at the end of this year. Do you move on from the former number three pick? Do you move forward with him as the backup? What's the ideal situation for John Lynch in the 49ers? I just – first off, I don't really know the status of Brock Purdy anyways. And it's all – it's also you got to think money too. I mean, look at all they, all they did to trade up to get him. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's, but at the same up. time, is, is it fair to Brock Purdy that you sit him just because – I mean, that could have a bad taste of the fan base. I think week one, uh, Sam Darnold will be the starter just because do we know if uh, Purdy's going to be healthy. Do we know what Trey Lance is going to be like, that kind of situation? Yeah. Because, check me if I'm wrong, Purdy's coming back from Tommy John, right? Yeah. We got in the offseason? Yeah. Did he, I, don't know, think he, I don't think he got it, actually. I think no? he had some a, different type of cert. Maybe I think that's something you should maybe look up. Yeah. I swear. Oh, there's Tommy John. Bears Packers on the three twenty five slot. Hmm. Yeah. Cowboys Giants Sunday Night Football Week One. What? I hate three twenty five. Nah, I love I love that because you can watch the all the noon games. Oh, Eagles are three twenty five too. Hmm. Interesting. Um. He did get Tommy John. He did. Hmm. Yes. So, I mean, what, you know, pitchers. That's a it's a year long recovery. Yeah. I mean, what what's his status? Like, is he is he gonna like? That's something. That, what what NFL good. quarterback has come back from? You know what I mean? Like what? What 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 is what NFL quarterback has had Tommy John surgery and has come mm-hmm. back? I I can't think of any. I, neither can I. I'm trying to look, but I don't think there's been any QBs to really come back from or even have it. Hmm. Pitchers aren't the same after it either. Like, that's the thing. Yeah, I think DeGrom came back from Tommy John. There's a, there's a couple pitchers which have come back from Tommy John to still dominate. I know that. Oh, yeah, Justin Verlander last year yeah. came back with a Cy Young. But I just, I've never seen a quarterback come back from that. No. So. It's also you, you throw it differently too, mm-hmm. compared to being a, pitch, a pitcher. Yeah. Dude, I, I hate how 
Uh, I, hate, I hate this. Is just side. I hate how JV games for college are on Sundays. That's crazy. Uh, breaking news: The Giants are signing wide receiver Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. That's funny. That's interesting. That's just that's weird. Huh. Melvin Gordon to the Ravens. I saw that Kyle Van Noy to the Ravens. <laughs> Just like the the pickups are like just so like not interesting now. The market's moving now, so yeah, it's nice. Waiting on even Gakwe to sign. Hopefully he's the bear. Uh huh. I, I would suck if he's not, but the Bears will make an edge move before uh, before the season start or before training camp starts. Yeah, I think, and we can we can move on to a different segment. I think that's still a good talking point for Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. All right, what's next? Justin Fields and the Bears offense. Oh, boy. I, I, I want to see the chemistry between, you know, Fields and his receivers heading into camp, especially with Chase Claypool. As we saw last year, Claypool came in and struggled his few games with the Bears. I get it. You know, being traded midseason football, it's not plug and play like it is in other sports. You got to learn a new playbook. Baker Mayfield. That. That was that's, I don't know, that's, just, that's an outlier. I feel like that's just crazy to me. It's an outlier, but I don't know. Just kind of want to see how he is with his receivers compared to last year, and can these guys get separation? That was the biggest issue Barry's receivers last year. Guys could not create separation. He was throwing tight windows every time. I get it's the NFL, but you need to be able to do that. But when your receivers are jogging routes not good. And then, like, what's an ideal season for Justin Fields? First, I, I, I want to see 3,500-plus yards, around 35 touchdowns, and hopefully under 10 interceptions. Just pass the ball more. Don't run it as much. Run it when you need to. Just focus on passing this year. Do you – and this is kind of an interesting conversation, what people have with Hurts. Do you think Fields needs to run the ball less? Do I – no. No. I feel like when he ran it last year, it was because passing plays broke down. Very few runs, he, big runs he had, came off of design QB runs or read options or any of those kind of plays. Most of them were – the pass play just was not, you know, working. Yeah. And Or he was under a lot of pressure. He had to get out of there and run it. And I hope we don't see that as much this year. I would like to see, you know, 700 rushing yards, 1,000, you know, and maybe 4,000 passing yards would be awesome. Yeah. Don't, don't see that happening. I Yeah, I just think the, the Bears, like, offense, I feel like it will limit him unless they do some changing to it. And, like, what do you, mean? you don't have – like, that, that's the thing. Like, you know, the NFC is more of a run-dominant, like, conference. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you get – Look at how teams are drafting. I mean, the two I, top QBs I, in, the, in the conference are running quarterbacks. Jim yeah, Hurts. exactly. You got Fields. I mean, you also have the Lions and the Falcons drafting running backs in the top twelve. Mm-hmm. And like, look at how teams are drafting defensively. I mean, Eagles getting guys from Georgia. I mean, what was Georgia good at? Run defense. That's that's how they stopped. They, I mean, they averaged seventy yards. They averaged giving up seventy yards rushing the entire year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously the Packers probably should have gotten a wide receiver, but Lucas Van Ness, that's a big 
guy in the run game. So, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting the dynamics of the two different conferences. Like, it's it's kind of funny to look at. Like, they're it's the same game, and they're, like, still playing each other. But, like, it's kind of, like, almost old school. You know, like, the NFCs that, like, minus the Niners and stuff. But, like, you know, the Bills with the K-Gun offense – the Oilers with Warren Moon, like all, all the teams mm-hmm. in, the, in the AFC were just kind of gunslingers. And you had the NFC with Emmett Smith, Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, you know, all the – all the, is, is that a fair assumption to make? I, I, I agree. I never thought of it that way. But you're, you're entirely right. So, I, see, and, I don't and you think some of these NFC teams who are good would be good in the AFC either. They, their play would not fit well. No. And, like, were, I think – it's 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 a mat it's a matter of like what you want. Now I'm not saying every single team in the in the NFC doesn't run the ball. I mean, it's it's kind of apparent there are teams that like to air it out. I mean, look at the line like the um, the Vikings. Uh, actually, that's not even a good huh. Maybe just contradicting myself. Like I just I can't. Maybe the Seahawks, but I mean Pete Carroll. I mean, what do you think of him as offense? He wants to run the ball. Mm-hmm. So. Marshawn Lynch, you know, back in 2015, you know, that era, that he was the main focus of their offense. Yeah. That's the kind of reason Russell Wilson was good because he was able to run. He didn't, they didn't rely on the passing as much as they do, you know, as teams do now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, look at the Lions. Look, look at the Lions' first-round draft pick. They got, what, a running back? And what was their next pick? Linebacker. Hmm. A, a run-stuffing linebacker that isn't really good in pass coverage. And then they're, they're next to like a tight end. Yep. And a safety. Who can – a box safety. A nickel safety. So I have another question about the Bears real quick. Let's say Justin Fields goes out there, has a great season. The Bears' defense is awful, like it was last year. And the Bears suck. Miss the playoffs. Five wins. What do you do? You, 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 you move forward to Justin Fields, right? You would say, I think that's another like perfect scenario for the Bears. Like, to, if you wanted to keep Fields, I just, I mean, what this is going to be his third year. Yes, I think you just you don't extend him, but I think you, I don't know. That's that's are, tough. Are wins a QB stat? I don't think so. So like, I, I, I don't so think what, you can hold your, wins against a QB. It just depends on what your leash is on on him. Like, what what's I the. Mean, if he's, you know, up there with some of the better QBs in the league and your defense is abysmal, like, you know, you have no – right now you have no pass rush. Uh, your D-line is garbage. You have maybe yeah. Justin Jones is solid, you know, with the right guy out, you know, on the other side. Travis Gibson, Gibson can be, you know, decent. But right now you have nobody to complement each other. The, yeah. the secondary is solid. You got Brisker, Andy Jackson. But you got – Jalen Johnson is not a takeaway guy. No. Not the best. He's solid. He'd be a good CB2. Then you have Kyler Gordon and uh, Tyreek Stevenson, two young guys. Yeah, linebacker course, probably one of the better ones in the league. Yeah, I'll give you that. But what – my question is, what will paying your quarterback 40 to $50 million a year, how, how is that going to help build your roster? I see. I just don't know how far away we really are. Like, you know, it's kind of it's hard to you know to think of. It, this year, be, the, this year will be a teller if you can win with this quarterback or not. You have right before right now this given day, you have three years of Justin Fields left for sure. 
like seasons or yeah. So this yeah. next year, so yeah, 2023, 2024 so is rookie deal. You're guaranteed 25 on the fifth year option. And that's, that's not guaranteed the fifth year option. You have two seasons guaranteed unless you trade them. Mm-hmm. The fifth year option could right be. Right now, I think no the fifth year option we picked up. I, I think it would be. So we right now, let's say you have two to three seasons left before an extension kicks in. Would he want a con- would he want a contract? I mean, look at what obviously the running backs are different, but would they want would he want a contract instead of? I mean, you can pick up his fifth year option and, ex- and you know extend him, similar to how the very different players not comparing the two, similar to how the Chiefs did him at Mahomes. They yeah. waited to give the extension to kick in until after his fifth year option. That way, it wasn't you know you're paying him. You know, you're cutting his rookie deal and then paying him after that. You're going to do something similar. We see most of the time. When does Hurts extension kick in? Next year? Can, can you – you kind of I, – I didn't really Sorry. quite understand the question. When Sorry, does Hurts extension kick in? Is it after his rookie deal or is it so before? Here, I'll, I'll, I'll pull up his numbers on over the cap just to kind of get you um, – it's contract. So this year, I know he's. This is his last year's rookie contract. Okay. So, I, but I think they made it so he's like getting more. Like you can like adjust it a little bit more bonuses. So okay, this year his cap number is six mil. Next year thirteen. The year after that twenty one, thirty one, forty one, forty seven, and this is a void year. But the twenty twenty nine cap hit for Jalen Hurts is ninety seven mil. Jeez. But okay, they'll, so they'll, that, add, that, they'll add void years. Yeah, that's how you how are you rolling the genius? So no, I yeah, don't it, hear about that, it. that's a it's a void year, but that's hilarious. But <laughs> also, what I mean, seven years from now, the what's the cap space going to look like? You know, like, uh, so right now in twenty twenty six, it's three hundred eight million. So what's that? Right, what's that? What's that compared to what it is now? Two hundred thirty one million. So is that's right like now. seventy mil, right? Yeah, so the Bears have two hundred seventy million dollars in salary cap. Is of the league, right? Though, remember the one year the, the cap space went down during COVID? Dude, that was yeah, a mess. So, that was a the mess. Thing is, the Bears have money, so they can they can easily extend fields. That's my thing. No, I'm just saying, like, how will that help your team? Void, void, void. Yeah, I mean, $97 million cap hit. Hey, but if if you were to cut them pre January or June first, you'd save eighty nine million cap space. Huh. <laughs> That's insane. We had so if we were to cut them this year, we'd eat hundred four million in dead cap, or hundred ten actually. Really? That's insane. That's insane. So you have. Jeez, bro, that is insane. That's what. So in comparison. Oh, uh, when Mahomes, you know, deal hits his highest mark, it's sixty-two million in twenty twenty-seven. And I think that's a guy for a guy like Mahomes. That's something you shouldn't mess with. No, he's worth sixty-two mil. I think he's worth more than that to that team. But what I was saying, so okay, hurts his cap at six mil, thirteen the next year, twenty-one. So the next three years, we're paying him forty mil combined. I mean, that's that that helps build your team, and that's why like Jeffrey Lurie was like, "Yeah, we wanted to trade that pick number thirty, but with a quarterback on a contract, you know, fifth year options are really important." 
Wait, where do you so, see his cap hit is ninety million? So go to type in Jalen Hurts. I'm on over the cap. So go to go to the year 2029. It's ninety seven million. That is insane. That's crazy. Hey, I mean, if we make the Super Bowl eight straight years, you know, or six straight years. Is it 2027? 2029. 2029. My bad. <laughs> I need something. That's funny. That's, that's hilarious. Guaranteed salary. One, uh, three, nine. Wow. You just put it all in the bonuses instead of the – or the guaranteed money. He's the only guy under contract until then. Yeah. That's great. I think so – when we look at contracts, so the, the next players to sign for the Eagles will be Devontae Smith. I feel like we're going to get a deal done during the season. Uh-huh. I think we're going to extend him before Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, all those guys get contracts. And then you extend Landon Dickerson in the offseason next year. Who's going to make the most out of the 2021 class? I think oh, it's Michael Jeff- Parsons. Was Jefferson? Jefferson was 2020. Uh, yes. I think it's Michael Parsons. 2021 draft class. Trevor Lawrence, maybe. Yeah. Probably him. I would assume just because he's a quarterback. Zach Wilson, actually. No. Huh. Hang on. Jeez. There's a lot of busts on this list already. <laughs> like, I'm just looking at some of them. Zach Wilson. Okay. Is Trey Lance a bust right now? Yes. Yes. I mean, it's been two years. Yes, he was injured, but considering the amount they gave up for him. And the guy I was talking about from the Titans, Caleb Farley was the guy. The last thank, podcast. Thank you, yep. Alex Leatherwood, yuck. Bear. Yeah. <laughs> Pat Sertan. Hmm. I think Pat Sertan could get paid a lot. Yeah, he's not going to get $50 million like no, Trevor, no, no, no. I'm Trevor saying, Lawrence will. It's, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence just by default. I mean, the most Ned Rush will get paid is 30 mil. Same yeah, with the I'll be honest with you. I don't think Fields going to get that much money either. Well, we'll get, what, maybe $40 million if he gets extended? We'll see. It's not up to him. It's up to his agents. Yeah, I feel like he's not going to be a guy that gets $50 million a year. I, I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. All right, but moving on to our next you know, talking point. Tanley Buccaneers QB situation. I know it's a lot of QBs, but that's kind of what – you know, the major talking stuff right now. Who should it start? Kyle Trask, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Baker? Yeah. I think so. And I, mean, I, have a second. I think it's I think this isn't really a competition. I think Baker Mayfield can make you a six to eight win team. I mean you also have he probably is throwing to the best wide receivers he's ever thrown to with I mean yes he had OBJ but I don't know. But also, you have him throwing to Mike Evans and uh, – shoot, what's his name? Chris Godwin. Godwin, number 14, yeah. Are so, I don't know. Are underestimating this team a little too much? No. No? And so, the reality is a team that NFC South has to make the playoffs. So Someone's got to make the playoffs in that division. Please, I, not the Panthers. I think it's going to be the Saints. But, like – the other three teams, they could either be huge – they could be boom or bust teams. Like, they're either going to be, like, four or five-win teams, or I could see them being, like, ten-win teams. 
I am praying on the Panthers' downfall this year. Go. No, it's it's you will it's find fun. it is act. It's so fun actively cheering against another team. Because when and then if the Bears win and then the the Panthers lose, it's like the best feeling ever. And and then you know what what twenty twenty four QB fits better with the Buccaneers' offense, Drake May or Caleb Williams? Obviously, Caleb Williams. <laughs> more is more so just like. I don't, I'm trying to talk one more about Drake May, too, because I th- he is, so, he's a very solid QB. He is no Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, so what, North Carolina what, QBs. what interests me, I think Drake May is a little bit more like Baker Mayfield, I feel like. I don't In know. I, I, I see. I don't know. I, I haven't really watched too much of his film, but obviously Drake May and Sam Howell both went to North Carolina. I thought Sam Howell's draft comp was Baker Mayfield. So hmm. I, I just – that's – Something that I'll point out, kind of ironic, but I don't know. It's it, it'll be interesting to see like how the season goes. So I'll go to Tankathon and see like who the draft big board are. are we, I feel they like have the they have uh, Cardinals a one and two. Yeah, that's fair. But okay, let's look at the quarterbacks. So you got obviously Caleb Williams, Spencer Rattler, hmm. KJ Jefferson. Interesting. Michael Penix Jr., that's a that's a guy. Quinn Ewers. Pettis is pretty good. I could see Ewers being like a Will Levis type candidate, like late first, early second round quarterback. I do like uh, KJ Jefferson from Arkansas. Yeah. He's a very boomer bust guy. Tyler Van Dyke from Miami. Dare I say a dark horse? Graham Mertz. <laughs> could be a guy that moves up to maybe third round. Kind of. Better take that statement back right now. Right, let's look at the edge class. This is something that I feel like the Eagles will definitely draft. Dallas Turner is an Eagle. Jared Verse and Dallas Turner are my two favorite edge rushers in this class. Mm, okay. Uh, do, do the Eagles JT go D-line again? Molowal is another good guy. I don't think he's there for the Bears whenever they pick. I think he goes top five. Hmm. Interior O-line. I have Jack track. Sawyer as an edge. I think he's more of an interior linebacker usually. Yeah. But, I mean, okay, get back to the concept of quarterbacks. It's a clear – I think Caleb Williams is the clear quarterback one, unless Drake May was the Heisman this year. I just – like, yeah. you know, last, last year it was like, oh, Stroud or Young, Levis or – you know, Richardson and Levis both had their spot in the, in the spotlight a little bit. <laughs> we were convinced that Will Levis is going to go number one for a minute. I, I was actually convinced. I was. You know – I've been watching, you know, like the MLB draft, you know, the other drafts. One thing I think is a lot better, they don't call the players beforehand. They don't know they're going there. It's, I think it's a lot funnier how caught off guard they are. Yeah, that's funny. I like how the NHL has the front office make the pick. I, right? I, that's one thing I love, too. But the NFL will never do that. No. Nah. It's, it's cool. It's, I like seeing the GMs announce the pick. Like you get to see up, everybody in the front office up there. It's a lot better. So, question. We had a conversation. I had a conversation about this on my uh-huh. missions trip. Where does Brock Bowers go in the NFL draft first round? Is he going to be a Kyle Pitts type of pick, or is he going to be like a Michael I don't think, Ash, uh What's his name? I don't Jeff think he's going to be as high as Kyle Pitts went. I think no. Pitts ruined that for tight ends recently. Yeah. You can't take a tight end that high. He'll go first round. He might go somewhere where you know where here where uh, Kincaid went. Don't late Kincaid, first. That was the guy. Yeah, you know, late first. 
maybe mid first. At worst, he'll go early second. Dude, I just hope the best. I, I hope the Eagles trade up and get Brock Bowers. That would be hilarious. There's just so many solid tight ends, in, you know, each year that you don't need to trade up for a tight end. If one falls, you can take them. You know the I mean? only two other ones on the list right now are Javon Sanders or J. Tivon Sanders and Jaheim Bell. There's going to be some other guys that pop up. It's a little too early. In my, my yeah, window. exactly. Now, I just – the Eagles always draft the tight end. I mean, we drafted Ertz kind of when Selleck was at, like, the prime of his career, which was kind of confusing. Then we drafted Goddard right after Ertz had that amazing season to win the Super Bowl. It's so, worked out for you guys. Yeah, it's – like, tight ends is – like, having a, a dual-threat tight end is really important in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You can't just have a blocking tight end and a passing tight end, but that that's the thing with like Pitts. I mean, it's kind of similar. Like they just haven't figured out like what he's good at. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's just like a it's kind of like the Isaiah Simmons thing. It's, he's not a bad player. He hasn't just figured it out yet. I, you can throw Pitts in the slot too. No, he hasn't thrived in the NFL yet. I mean, he's kind of been an average. Player. I mean, who who has been his quarterbacks? You know, no, you know, like. I'm just saying, statistically, it's a fact. He's been an average player. Oh, yeah. He's, he hasn't been great. Didn't he have 1,000 yards his rookie year or something like that? Like, near it? Kyle stats. He only had one touchdown. That was in – In London, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, he had 1,000 yards his rookie year. He had 300 yards this year. Look at the production. Look how much less it is. Yeah. 40 last receptions. It's a lot. I mean, you went from Matt Ryan to Marcus Mariota as your quarterback. And then to Desmond Ritter the last, what, five games? Yeah, did you see what Desmond Ritter said? I think it was like a couple days ago. It's hard no. to miss these guys. And then it's like, that was the shot at Marcus Mariota. <laughs> like, dang. Eagles legend, Marcus Mariota. That was such a dub pickup. It's good. He fits as. So, okay, let's look at the market value. I'm, I'm looking at Devontae Smith's market. So, I know we're, we're bringing up wide receivers on uh, the next segment. Yeah. Right? If you want to kind of say this is one of the last segments of the podcast. So, another Bears conversation. You know, you have two receivers coming up on contract years. Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney. Which one do you pay as of right hmm. now? So, I'm going to – you can kind of get it started. I'll pull up the market value for both of them. Thank you. I was kind of looking for that. So, you have Darnell Mooney, who's been a 1,000-yard receiver for the Bears – who has been pretty close to Justin Fields since he was drafted, since he was drafted. You have Chase Claypool came in last year, who has been a very solid receiver for his career. You know, has never shined, never need to be a truly number one receiver. With the Bears, he's going into a year where he has to prove something. He had, what, 300 yards last year? Yeah, he didn't have – because I drafted him, like, later in my – fantasy round. I'm like, yes, let's go. And it's like, he's a boomer bust guy. We traded a second round pick, which happened to be pick 32. It's a bummer. I don't think it's a terrible trade yet because we haven't seen, you know, either guy truly play yet. Yeah, so the market value for Chase Claypool is 4 mil, 4 mil, 15,000. The market value for Darnell Mooney is four mil six hundred ninety-five thousand. A year? Yeah. I, I I didn't send both at that rate. No, I'm honestly. saying like that. That's their value from their production that they had. Now that's not like the I, overall I, market assuming, value for. 
Mooney gets near eleven million. Somewhere a little bit less than what T. Higgins got. Or no, not T. Higgins. Crap. Uh can't his name. He signed he's he re-signed recently. It's gonna he's not gonna get you know, record breaking money. He's gonna get wide receiver two, wide receiver three money. So eleven million a year. Maybe high up fifteen, which is I feel like where the receiver market's going. Claypool is going to get roughly eight to nine million a year. Hmm. I'd much rather sign Mooney. But if you sign, if you re-sign Mooney, you have to, you know, you want to develop him into a true number two, where he will be a guy that will take the top off a of defense, which he has the speed to do, and will put up a thousand yards each year. Yeah. So what I was going to say, I mean. Do you just move on from one of them? I mean, you potentially could draft a pretty solid wide receiver in the draft next year. Here's kind of what I think. You extend one of them. You can extend both of them, give one of them a long-term deal, give the other one a one-year deal, just just so you can have, have an idea of 2024. Like, that's not a terrible idea. You, you draft a receiver. You have Tyler Scott right now who can be a wide receiver three to four in, in the NFL. He has speed. He can be a slot kind of guy. You have a decent receiver class coming up in free agency. You have a lot of good receivers in the draft. So it's not a position where it's like you have to do this. You can let both walk. It's possible. I I want to resign one of them. Hmm. It's a smart thing to do. Okay, I'll give you like a, a mock contract I think is what I found. What the heck? I'm sure I I just I had it off and it just like kind of went away. So never mind. I, I I know what it was. I know who posted it. PFF had a three year fifty two million dollars for uh, Mooney. Fifty two. Which oh. breaks down to what? So the the numbers that I said it was it was from over the cap. It was based off of like your their statistics. It had nothing to do so with like. It's seventeen point six million a year. Ooh, for Darnell yeah. Mooney. Mooney's a guy that I do feel like can fill up to that value. Hmm. It, it's you know their deal is thirty eight million dollars guaranteed. Huh. Spotrap projects his market value is fifteen million. He's a guy like I said, you can develop him into a very good number two. I was wrong. He won't. I don't think he's going to be a receiver one in the NFL. We tried that last year, didn't work out so well. You have a guy like DJ Moore on the outside. You have him, you know, who's not being shadowed by the number one guy, similar to as it was in 2021 where he went for 1,000 yards. You know, when you had uh, Allen Robinson. Hey, Rob. <laughs> I, I, see, this is a hard conversation because I like both these players. Hmm. They're both decent receivers. Yeah. Mooney's injury hurts him a lot. Yeah, I, I was going to say, and, you know, Claypool, I mean, you got two pretty inconsistent players that are looking for contracts. I wouldn't say Mooney's inconsistent. With his rookie year off 40 catches, he put up almost 500 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. He uh, was, tra- he, he was trending. Oh, okay, I'll say it. Oh, he was trending up. I mean, even last year before he got hurt, he had 61 catches, 631 yards. Four touchdowns. He tied his he tied twenty twenty one touchdown yardage. He was on pace for roughly 
a thousand yards too. So, okay. So his his career statistics. Let me see. I'm looking at him right now. Twenty twenty, he had six hundred thirty one. He had a thousand yards last year. Oh, sorry, six thirty one is rookie year. I was looking yeah. at it backwards. Four ni- four ninety three was last year. Uh, forty receptions. Twelve games. I mean, twelve games. That's eesh. two touchdowns. He had four touchdowns his rookie year and his sophomore year. Hmm. I look at him as like a Quez Watkins wide receiver three, wide receiver four. I think he's a replaceable guy. He's gotten very good usage as a fifth round pick. Yeah. That's he's yeah, he's gotten very good usage as a fifth rounder. Yeah. I just think like with wide receivers and what the Eagles are good at, signing guys early. Signing guys early before the market gets too expensive. I mean sometimes like that can either work out in your favor or it won't, mm-hmm. but it's worked out a lot in the Eagles' favor. And you know, like I think if Devontae Smith continues to have a like I mean he's man, he could he could be in the conversation as like a top fifteen, top ten wide receiver in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He's not I don't even consider him the best wide receiver on the Eagles either. So I don't know. It's, I, it's, it's, I, it's, it's, I think with Howie Roseman, he is the best GM in football. He's proven that with his trades, his signings, and his drafting ability. I just people think that I think the Chiefs GM, I think he struck gold with Patrick Mahomes, and he's doing he's doing his part. But I just I don't know. You know, the Bears are calling for the Mahomes thing. He would not be as good no. as he is now in the Bears. That's the thing. He was able to go with Andy Reid, Alex Smith, and sit behind him for a year and soak it in. I don't think you know he would have been good at the Bears, but he would not have been the superstar quarterback who's won two Super Bowls and two MVPs. Yeah. Yeah. In five years. It's, it's seven years, however many. I guess that's the thing. You know, judging Trubisky, awful idea. He could have gotten way better players in that situation. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, well, I love all these rookie contracts on, on the Eagles cap space. I'm looking at it right now. The Bears are the same way. We have a lot of rookie deals except for Eddie Jackson, Edmonds, Edwards are pretty much our only notable non-rookie deals. Wonder and DJ Moore, and DJ Moore. I'm just looking at. Yeah, there's sometimes where I forget, you know, that some of those guys are bears. They're on the Bears. I remember randomly it's great. Yeah. And they get excited for football again. I'm trying to find Keely Ringo's contract. So Keely Ringo's making night right around a mill. He's a he's a, he, he's a boomer bust kind of guy. I think he's a guy that'll maybe start year three. I could see it. Wouldn't be a surprise. Yeah, and, like, there's no pressure on him, which I like. I like – we did that last year. We get guys that, like, all right, we drafted you. We're not expecting you to start your first year. So then by year two, they're already set, and boom, now you're the starter. You're a year in. You play special teams for the first year. A lot of dead money in the Eagles, though. Mm Mm-hmm. We are paying Brandon Brooks nine mil. Still tired. So we um, he retired. So we we're able to like work his like contract out. We we can move it out, but like we paid him nine mil last year, nine mil this year. Paying Hargrave eleven mil. Uh, Say Malu seven and a half mil. Then Fletcher Cox fifteen in dead cap. 
So, I, I like how Co- we're playing. We're paying him. We're paying Fletcher Cox while he's still there. It sucks that we're paying guys that aren't on our team anymore. But yeah, like Brandon Brooks. I mean, it's hard to hard to figure out when a dude's retiring or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick before we end this, what do you think about Justin Fields being on a top one hundred players list? I think it'll be interesting to see. I I bet he'll be in the first slot in the nineties. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I can't think of the last quarterback the Bears have had who is who's a top one hundred guy. Trubisky. No. I could have sworn he was in the top one hundred. No, Trubisky never made it. Cutler never made it. Hmm. I still part of me still thinks uh Bose is still pissed off that Hurts beat him. I feel like that That's, was kind of a, I feel like that was kind of a shot at Hurts. That's interesting. I know he, he was very vocal about losing to the Eagles and like how they're not a physical team. So that's not taking I, away from that. I just I, I made that observation. So I was bringing something real quick. So alrighty, well, if we didn't have anything else to talk about, felt like it was a very productive conversation mm-hmm. for the podcast. Um, yeah, if, if you you had anything else to add? Not not today. Alrighty, well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, have a great rest of your day. This is the Across the Line Podcast signing out. Bye.